Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different grape varieties, the different styles of wine, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we're going to look at the sparkling wines of France, those that do not come from Champagne. And these are made all over the country. And most of them come under the Cremon name. So, for example, Cremon d'Alsace, Cremon de Loire. The Cremon name is an old Champagne term for a wine which is lightly sparkling, not as many, not as much bubbles, not as much pressure as a regular Champagne. And in 1985, Champagne authorities and authorities from the other wine regions of France agreed that the Cremon name would go to the different regions of France that produce sparkling wine and Champagne would no longer use it. But Champagne would be the only place that could use the word or name Champagne. The rest of France would have to use their own regional designation. The aim of creating this Cremon appellation was to create a, um, a consistent style and consistent level of quality as an alternative to Champagne at a lower price. And the aim was worthy, but it hasn't really succeeded because these regions are scattered all over France and have different climates and different local growing conditions, and they also have different local grapes. So there's very little consistency between all the different Cremon, and so this category hasn't really taken off as the authorities would have liked. And as we go through the different regions, you'll notice just how varied they are. There's 13 and a half million cases of Cremon produced each year, and 33% of that is exported. And that production is roughly half that of Champagne. The one consistent rule for Cremon is that the wines have to be aged for nine months on their lees, so much shorter than Champagne, and 12 months in total before release. So they have to be aged for a year before release. So you'll, they're made using the traditional method, so you'll get the same yeasty, biscuity, toast aromas that you get in Champagne, but nowhere near as developed, evolved, or as complex. So let's look at the different Cremon regions, and we'll start in northeast France and then go round counterclockwise. So Alsace. Alsace is a cool continental climate, and the quality here is probably the highest of all the Cremon, and that's increased in recent years, and so has the volume. Cremon d'Alsace accounts for about 20% of France's Cremon. Much of it is made from Pinot Blanc on the plains. So thinking about Alsace in general, the highest quality grapes are on the slopes of the Vosges mountains. Those are the Grand Cru vineyards. Then lower down on the foothills, there are good quality grapes grown. And then on the plains, it's very fertile. And this is where a lot of Pinot Blanc is grown for the simple wines and also for sparkling wine. And what this means is that the grapes get ripe quite quickly. They can be picked early when the acidity is high, and also when the aromas are quite neutral, which is what you want with sparkling wine in general. And this is all very easy, which is why producers are quite happy to make the Cremon d'Alsace. Other grapes can be used. Pinot Gris has the potential for high quality, but it's generally too expensive to be putting into Cremon, likewise with Riesling. Chardonnay is used increasingly. And this is uh, fatter and richer than it is in Champagne, a little bit warmer in Alsace and sunnier than it is in Champagne. Cremon d'Alsace Rosé is also made. This has to be 100% Pinot Noir. It's the only black grape allowed in Alsace. And this is a consistent style of rosé, which is fruity with red fruit aromas, very refreshing and easy drinking. And this is quite in demand. People like this wine. Uh, Blanc de Noir is also made, and that has to, get, has to be 100% Pinot Noir again, very logically, as it's the only black grape grown in Alsace. There is a new um, um, category called Emotion, or Emotion, and this is presented as an alf- alf- affordable alternative to Champagne. It's more um, 
complex than regular Cremon d'Alsace because it has longer lees aging and also the grapes are picked when they're riper. So it's going to be a bit more expensive than Cremon d'Alsace but not that much more and certainly quite a bit cheaper than Champagne. Moving uh, westwards to Bourgogne or Burgundy and this is the one Cremon appellation which should be as good as Champagne and should be the most similar in terms of style. The grape varieties are of course the same as Champagne, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. The climate is not dissimilar, it's warmer in Burgundy but it's not too far from Champagne and there's the limestone soils. But unfortunately Burgundy very rarely makes um, sparkling wine anywhere near the quality of Champagne. Excess production and also using discarded grapes which aren't particularly healthy. And that's because Chardonnay and Pinot Noir in Burgundy of course make some of the greatest wine in the world and these grapes are far too expensive to be wasting on Cremant de Bourgogne which re regularly retails for 15 to 20 dollars in the US and even cheaper in France itself. Chardonnay and Pinot Noir must be 30% of the wine but other local other grape varieties can be used even Pinot Gris and Pinot Blanc. Oligotti and Gamay are used um, quite regularly because they're cheaper to uh, purchase and Gamay will be used for rosé. Moving uh, westwards again to the Loire and Loire is the region which really is ideal for sparkling wine has a similar climate to Champagne though not quite as extreme it's cool and it's continental but the big difference between Loire and Champagne is that the main grape is Chenin Blanc and Chenin Blanc is much more aromatic than Chardonnay and so the sparkling wines of the Loire are quite aromatic which really distinguishes them from Champagne but a sparkling wine purist would say that the wines made using the traditional method should be much more neutral allowing the maturity of the lees aging to shine through. Any of the Loire grapes can be used for Cremant but Chenin Blanc is by far the most important. There are six appellations in the Loire Valley for sparkling wine in total, which gives an idea of uh, the ideal conditions for sparkling wine production. So obviously there's the Cremant de Loire, there's also Anjou, Mont-Louis-sur-Loire, Saumur, Touraine and Vouvray. And the two most important here are Saumur and Vouvray, both in terms of quality and also finding them on the market. Saumur is in the Anjou region, just on the border with Chinon. This has to be 60% Chenin Blanc, with a maximum 20% Chardonnay and 10% Sauvignon Blanc. Using Sauvignon Blanc for sparkling wine is a very odd thing to do, and not many people do it, uh, because the chemicals in the in the wine in Sauvignon Blanc react badly with the lees aging, and you get really weird aromas. And Sauvignon Blanc is so herbaceous and aromatic, it doesn't really, wouldn't really work with sparkling wine anyway. The rosé for Sauvignon has to be 60% Cabernet Franc, so Cabernet Franc is the grape for rosé. Mechanical harvesting is allowed in uh, Saumur, and the quality of Saumur is good without really being outstanding. Vouvray, further to the east, um, the classic area for Chenin Blanc, and everything in Vouvray is 100% Chenin Blanc, whatever the style of wine. And the wines here are full and fruity and rich and aromatic, so if you like a fuller, richer style of sparkling wine, then Vouvray works. Vouvray also produces a style called Petillon Naturel, which is um, an alternative name for the method Ancestral, which we'll look at in a moment. And this is quite fashionable and trendy, a lighter style, less bubbly. Um, going further south to Bordeaux, 
And Bordeaux is the most confusing of uh, the Cremon appellations. Uh, this production here is very small, and there's no real identity for Cremon de Bordeaux, uh, because of the, the rules for the great varieties are quite confusing, and none of them are particularly suited to sparkling wine production. So local producers just don't really bother that much. But it's there. So there are lots of different varieties. Cremon de Bordeaux has to be 70% of either Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, Carmenere, Malbec, Merlot, Muscadel, Petit Verdot, Semillon, Sauvignon Blanc, or Sauvignon Gris. So a huge range of grape varieties for producers to choose from, and I have to say none of them are particularly suitable to sparkling wine, except for Cabernet Franc. And then the, max the three other grape varieties have a maximum 30% of Colombard, Merlot Blanc, and Uni Blanc. Yes, there is a grape called Merlot Blanc. Uh, Colombard and Uni Blanc could actually be quite suitable for sparkling wine because they're neutral with high acidity, so I'm not really sure why they are limited to how much they can be used. So Creme de Bordeaux is fairly forgettable, but there it is. Going further south to Lemu, which is in the Languedoc, and Lemu is an historic appellation for um, sparkling wine going back hundreds of years. They do claim that they made sparkling wine before Champagne. There's no historical evidence for that, and any bubbles that they had in their wine were probably minimal and accidental. Nevertheless, they have a very strong tradition of making sparkling wine here. It's a small village, about 250 meters high, um, overlooking the Mediterranean, and that alt high altitude cools things down and makes it ideal for sparkling wine production. And there are three separate appellations within Lemu. There is Cremant de Lemu. The confusing thing with Cremant de Lemu is that the rules for the vineyard and for the wine are different in terms of the grape varieties permitted, which is a little unusual, and this is quite a new rule as well. In the vineyard, the minimum plantings of Chardonnay must be 50%, Chenin must be 10 to 40%, and then the local grape variety, Mozac, is, has a maximum 20% of plantings, and Pinot Noir 30% maximum. So Mozac um, is local to Lemu, has very apple aromas, quite distinctive. In the wine itself, it must be 60-90% to 90 Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc, so a combination of the two, with at least 30% Chardonnay and at least 10% Chenin Blanc. And then the wine must be a maximum of 40% Pinot Noir and Mozac, with only 20% Mozac allowed at the most. So very particular rules for Cremant de Lemu. And these wines are generally good quality and very good value. More um, historic and more local to the area is Blanquette de Lemu and Blanquette de Lemu Method Ancestrale. So Blanquette de Lemu must be 90% Mozac, so much more based on the local grape variety, with Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc also used. Maximum 13% alcohol, with a minimum 3.5 bar for the atmosphere pressure. And so have fewer bubbles than uh, Cremant. Then the Method Ancestrale, the same as the Petillon Naturel style I mentioned with Vouvray. And this has to be 100% Mozac. So the Method Ancestrale is different from the traditional method used in Champagne. No enrichment is allowed, the fermentation starts in a tank, and then the must is bottled while the fermentation is still continuing. There is no liqueur de tirage, so there's no sugar or yeast added. The wine continues to ferment in the bottle, and it has to reach a minimum of 3 bar for the pressure. And it's left on the lees for just 2 months, so not a particularly leasy style of wine. The yeast can be removed by disgorgement or by the transfer. And then there is no dosage, so uh, no topping up the wine with wine and sugar, because the wine already has a fair amount of residual sugar. And so 6-7% to 7 alcohol, and the wine is sweet, 
50 grams per litre of residual sugar or more. That's why there's no dosage added. And so the fermentation doesn't quite complete in the bottle. And it's quite similar to Asti in Italy, which we'll look at in a separate episode, but the wines are more delicate and also with those distinctive apple aromas which come from the Mosac grape. Going further east in, into the Rhone, we have the village of D, which lies between the northern Rhone and the southern Rhone. And this is quite high, 700 metres, with chalk soil. And this again is another town or village which has a historic connection with sparkling wine. Cremant de D is made from claret, but more interesting is claret de D, which is again uh, made from claret, but in a slightly sweeter style, made using the transfer method. Maximum 13.5% alcohol, with 15 grams per litre of residual sugar and 3.5 bar pressure minimum. So again, less bubbles than uh, Cremant. And they also have the method ancestral here, which is actually called the Diozy method ancestral, named after the village itself. Muscat is the main grape, and here the must starts fermenting, and it's cooled when the alcohol reaches 3%, and then it's bottled. Again, no liqueur de tirage. Fermentation continues in the bottle, and aged on the leaves for four months. And then the wine is filtered under pressure from one bottle to another. So a variant of the transfer method, but directly from the bottle to another bottle. And this will have 35 grams per litre of residual sugar, so noticeably sweet, and again no dosage because the sugar's already there. And this will be 7 to 9% alcohol with a minimum pressure of 3 bar, um, so lightly sparkling. So similar to Lemu, but um, a not quite as sweet and a bit more alcohol. Then there are two new Cremant regions. So Savoie in southeast France, near the Alps. 60% Jacquère and Altesse must be in the, in the wine, with a minimum 40% Jacquère. This was only established in 2014, and it's just 6% of Savoie's production, so still very small. Further north is Jura, and this was established in 1995, and here the Cremon is quite important. 25% of Jura production is Cremon de Jura, and this is because Jura is quite cool and wet, and grapes don't always get fully ripe, and so the underripe grapes can be used for Cremon de Jura, and that's fine because with sparkling wine you want the high acidity and more neutral aromas. And Cremon de Jura can be good value, though it's very rarely exceptional because they are just using the underripe grapes. White and rosé is made here. Uh, white must be 50% Chardonnay, and the rosé must be a 50% either Poulsard or Pinot Noir, Poulsard being a local grape variety. And a lot of producers in Jura actually have the base wine made for them, and then they'll put the wines through the traditional method. So that's the Cremon um, regulations across France, and then those other local quirky individual wines. As you can see, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, very confusing, very contradictory, and very inconsistent. But there are some good value Cremons to be found, particularly in Alsace, and I think Le Mou. So thank you for listening. I'm Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.